Hey, Sherry, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? Good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. You hear that sound? You know what that is? I do hear that sound, and I think it's the sound of season seven. You are correct. That is the sound of season seven of This Most Unbelievable Life, the podcast. Woohoo! We've made it seven seasons with our excellent listeners at our side. And we appreciate all the support we get, and we're looking forward to another great season of podcast content. Yes, indeed. Let's get on with the show. On with the show, folks. Thanks for listening. When I use this recorder, I, I always have to pause and look to see if it's actually recording. Yes, but any of that pausing, you can always cut out, but you shouldn't. We're more authentic this well, way. Well, we are authentic, um, and I think that it's good. Hello, everyone. Hi, Paul. Good afternoon, <laughs> Dr. Spiegel. It's just a formality. We, we don't have right to in. do yeah, that. Yeah, we jump right in. Um, I it's think season seven. We make our own rules. We do make our own rules. Um, we, we're going to go our own way on this. I think... It's important for me that we leave that the beginnings in the recordings that we make, not just to like show authenticity, but to show people that it's what what we see around us is rarely as perfect in its execution as we think it is, and it's like, um. We, we've never lost any – have we ever lost audio? Maybe once we, we might have, but it's like we never lost an entire episode. No. And, and I take great pride in that because accidents happen. But it's um, like – so, I mean, but I said like if we sit down and – I feel like you're making me nervous. Like don't dare the universe. Yeah, I Go know. Go on. Yeah, I know. But if we sit down – You know, if we if we sit down and, and try to do a podcast, it's like, okay, so are we recording? Are we ready? Okay, so how do we, are we, you know, so it's like we can, we can start these things with as much of a whimper as we, as we, so I think the last, last week, the one that just went out, or two weeks ago, I guess, whenever people hear this one, yeah, it's like, boy, that one ended with a whimper. So it's like, so are we done? <laughs> is, is this, are we, are we, and are we over? Out. And out, right? So, and we could cut those things out and we don't just we because, just... you know, it's just not that. Well, this reminds me. It's not that a thing. It's not you, a thing for me, you know. Do you know the David S. Pumpkin skit from SNL? I don't. Oh, you're missing out. Okay, you're gonna get this video in WhatsApp awesome. right after this recording. Awesome, awesome. So it's like this older. I don't remember what year it came out, but um, so the idea because it's spooky season, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the idea is that this couple is going on like a haunted elevator ride. Oh, cool! And it's like a. Th- I think it's like a. Th- 100 floors it can't be a thousand that would be way too many so it's like 100 floors of frights right and so there's this ridiculous character named david s pumpkins um but there's this line at one point where uh keenan who's like the elevator operator is like it's a hundred floors they can't all be winners um <laughs> so, we've got 85 episodes not yeah. every ending can be a delight. Yeah, not every ending can be such a. Well, there's nothing wrong with it, though, right? No, there's not. Well, that's exactly the point. There's nothing wrong with things not always feeling like they're perfect all the time, and with or it, it's there's nothing wrong with things not having the appearance of polish and perfection. Yes, um, you know, I think I, I know we've done podcasts about perfectionism before, but I can't tell you how much better life is when I just accept the fact that I'm like human yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's oftentimes with people when i talk with them and there is conversation ongoing about um difficulties challenges struggles that people are having uh my diagnosis the mm-hmm. diagnosis that i hand out it's like i think i know exactly what's going on here and they're like "Ooh, what is it thing it's like no you're human on this you're earth. human yeah yep. Yeah, I sounds, was... Sounds about right. It happens. Sounds about right. I know. I was talking to somebody earlier today, uh, and they were having a little bit of a rough time, and they had um, a mask on that said 100% human. 
And so I just thought Love like, it. Love it. it was just like this moment where this person's apologizing for having a moment while wearing a mask that's a, like, that's literally a warning sign. Like you're a person that's going to feel things because you're a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's interesting because like in almost everything I do, the more I embrace, like, how about I wake up and do this imperfectly? Mm-hmm. Um, God is life better. Yeah. What was that that we we used to talk about? Like it was like last summer. Or it might have been like the summer before. Oh, we were so young then. We were so young. It's like I was a young man of forty nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like a lifetime ago. Um, and it's like uh, B's good. Go for a B. B's great. You know, not everything has to be an A. You know, you 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 finish graduate school and you get B's. They call you doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. You know, it's like nobody cares. Um, if if you spend the rest of your life doing everything at the B level, that's pretty good. You yeah. know, uh, that's they pretty good. can't all be winners, right? And it, like, and I think about that with everything, like with, with every interaction you have with people, right? Like you're not going to be everyone's A moment. Yeah, right. right. Like, so right. you go and you talk to the barista at your favorite coffee shop and they're kind of a jerk to you. Okay. Well, maybe they had a C plus moment, right? right. Like you have those too. I've, yeah, I was gonna say I know I've had them, right? Um, I know I've had them. So, like, I don't know. It's just this weird thing where we all know that we're human. We all know that we can't crush it all the time, and yet we go around expecting ourselves and everyone around us to act on a level that's impossible, and then we're surprised when we're disappointed. Right. Like, right. I have a question. I have a question. Ooh. How big do you think or how wide do you think the gap is between um what we think people expect out of us and what they actually expect out of us Mm. i think people are paying far less attention to us than we think could you say more no awesome (laughs) (laughs) we're experiencing this right now right Exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen. This just reminds me of um, my dissertation defense. Uh, my director asked a really long, complicated question. And at the end, I just said, no. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I stole that rhetorical move from Noam Chomsky. Mm. I'd seen him do it once. Mm. I think Noam can get away with it. Yeah, I think he can. Um, yeah, so I just... So one of the things... Um, I don't know where... Or when I got in my head that I was the center of the universe, but like, I think it was, I don't know, maybe schooling does this. It happens early on. It does. Like somewhere along the line, I just like, I would wake up and I would be super anxious all the time because like, like stupid things. Like I'd get to my high school and I'd be afraid to like walk down the hallway because Hmm. I would be afraid like everyone was looking at me. And it was just like this pervasive, like haunting sense. Um, And eventually I just leaned into that and I was like, well, if you're going to think that everyone's looking at you, you might as well walk down the hall on the opposite side of the hallway, right? right? Like just lean into it. So I would do these weird things where I would like try to screw with my own way of thinking. Um, But the more that I think, well, so what? Like, like, I think these things like, well, um, if ever, everyone is watching, you might as well give them a show, right? Like, um, but the more I try to like lean into that, the more I realize like most of the time, like even with Zoom, right? Like you, you got these 25 squares on your Zoom thing and you're like, sometimes students are so afraid to turn on their camera right. because they're like, oh, right. people are going to be watching. No, no one's watching you, including me. I'm watching myself. Right. I do that Thank too. You, yeah. I watch right? myself like, most of that time. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah. So I don't know. That's what I mean is like. We're all so concerned about what everyone else is thinking about us that we don't have space to notice what's going on with everyone else. Right, 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 right. That's the. Uh, I was thinking about that this morning on the on the drive in uh, to to campus. Uh, that whole notion that we're all the stars of our own mm. movie or a star of our own play. We're all you the know, protagonists. We're all the, yeah, we're all the protagonists, and it's like. The universe is obviously every moment of it is waiting for me to arrive, and then everything can finally get started because I'm here. And like, as much as I know that that's not true, man, it sure feels that way, mm-hmm. though, because it's like you can only be 
where you are. And yeah. so that moment hasn't begun until you arrive. So of course you're the star of, of the show that you're in. Because yeah. who else could be? Um, who else could be? And then when that when that kind of hits up against the, the truth of this, which is, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, no one is. It's not that somebody is. No one is yeah. the star of their own show. And um, there's not a lead Mm-mm. actor or actress in any of this, you know. Um how does that sort of sort of change stuff? So it's like that's the sort of the gap I'm thinking about. It's like yeah. how big actually is the gap between what we think is happening and what's, what's what's really happening? And I think it's wider than the distance between the stars. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. Well, I mean, I think that that idea of us all being our own protagonist, all being the star, we're all lead actor or actress. Um, if you live a life like that, then everyone else becomes a supporting character. Yeah. Um, and we all know those characters don't necessarily get treated well. Right. Right. And I think the other side of that, though, that I see with some people is some people assume they are always the supporting character. Yeah. In the chorus. Yeah. Right. In the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some, there's some sort of truth somewhere in between those. Like, you're not the lead actor and you're also not a supporting character because life isn't a movie. Yeah, it's not a movie. Um, <laughs> but boy, it sure seems like it's... It does. It does. It does. <laughs> I keep coming to this. Like, boy, it sure seems like that sometimes, though. Yeah. Doesn't it? But, I mean, as, as movies go, I mean, if we do see our life as a movie like that and you're always the protagonist, if there's not a natural antagonist, you will find one. Right. You that's know, true. you'll make one be, you'll make someone be your antagonist. Yeah. And it's, is this just, we all just watch too much TV maybe. and too many movies when we were growing up? I well, mean, maybe we just need to see life through the lens of like the ensemble cast. Yeah, maybe. Right. Because like, then like you recognize the fact that like the other characters have lives when you're not around. Right? They all get their own subplot. Sometimes the narrative is going to focus on you. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to focus on someone else. I think right. the, I think maybe the happiness might lie in the ensemble. It might. Um, it, it certainly might. I have another question that just came oh, goodness. to this. This is what I get for always being the one that asks you the questions. Yeah, I, I've been okay. saving them up. I've been saving he's them up. He's got a clipboard um, and he's ready to go. We just jumped right into this one too, didn't we? We did. We just kind of went right in. Um, well, when you've recorded as many podcasts as I have, Paul. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> which you have. <laughs> you record a lot for your class, though, too. Yeah, a few. I've done a few, too. But, yeah, yeah, we've done a few together. We've done a few together. We have. I'm distracting from the fact that you have a question. Yeah, it's a, it, it might be a good one. We'll find out. Ooh. Or it might not. We'll see. Do you, mm, I was about to ask what, you a question. What will he do? Will he ask a good question? Come right back after this commercial break to see if <laughs> the star of our show, right? <laughs> the co-star yeah. of our show. Uh, if the protagonist, right? Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, the, the mind goes to the craziest places with this, you know? Yes. Um, uh, is is If that's how things sort of seem, and I, I realize that maybe, you know, I don't want to tell everybody or make this assumption that your life feels like a movie. For some people, it maybe it does, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't, but... Um, we certainly, it, you know, for me in my experience on this earth, it feels like that um, I'm in a movie here and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, I'm, and it feels like I'm sort of the star of it for better or worse. Not star in terms of like great at it, star in terms of. You got the part. You know, I got the part and it's like, ooh, ooh I'm here. So let's see what we can do. Let's do all this great stuff. Let's put on this great show. Yeah. Let's, you know, everybody's waiting for me to do this thing. You know, I really need to show up with my A game for this because everybody's watching. It's that. Mm-hmm. It's that, mm-hmm. you know. So that it's like this being the star is an exhausting role. Yeah, it's it is. It's an exhausting role. And I wonder if people who are more comfortable in that position of being a starring role in their own life uh, tend to feel like, uh, feel a little bit of privilege. Hmm. I mean, I think you can tell when someone's navigating the world from the position that they are the star of the show. Hmm. Right? Like, I think it comes through. Right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's totally. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a 
I know I don't think it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's but it I think it is noticeable though. I think it is noticeable. And I think you know, I've had relationships where um I could tell that I was perceived as the supporting character, mm. right? Like I have had relationships where I felt like the sidekick. Mm. Um, and I think actually television and media like shows that. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I teach, um, I teach uh, mystery and film and literature. So we start, we go through detective fiction, right? Mm-hmm. So the sidekick is like a really like well-known role. Right, um, right, right. But, you know, the problem with like some of those narratives is that whoever is the protagonist, like they're often a horrible asshole, yeah, right? Because right. there are no the, consequences. Yeah, no one, it's like part of, the, part of being the sidekick is that no one else would be with this person, you yeah, know? It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, we think about, oh, the great Sherlock Holmes, right? And, oh, the pathetic little Watson who followed him around. Well, first of all, like, Watson did all the writing. Like, we wouldn't know anything about right. Sherlock if right. Watson hadn't written it down. Um, it's and, all from the perspective of Watson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, but then, like, Sherlock is kind of a jerk to him. Like, um, the, one of the pieces I'm teaching um, right now is that, like, there's this piece called The Case of the Final Problem where Sherlock fakes his own death... And doesn't even tell Watson. And he's like dead for a couple of years. And so like Watson doesn't have anything to write about. And then he comes back and he makes this grand reveal. But like here's an example of a person. Yeah. A fictional person, albeit. Who is so enamored with the idea of like the story is their life and their brilliance. Mm. That they can't make space for the or understand that there's another person who feels consequences as a result right. of the protagonist's right. choices. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's curious. That's curious. I don't know if so. I answered your question. I just started blathering on. No, it was and then, good. No, it was and then good. you got a lesson from Mystery and Film and Lit. And, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It was the old bait and switch, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll answer your question, but first. But first. Let's talk about your logo. Let me listen to you. Yeah, that class sounds brilliant that you're teaching, though. Um, it is one of my favorites. Yeah, that sounds yeah. actually brilliant. But, but that's exactly it. It's like, how do we... Uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes never put in his B game, did he? Well, but, you know, th- these people who are always putting in the A game, who are always trying to do things perfectly, a lot of times they are quite, uh, quite struggled, quite troubled, quite, you know, not not easy lives that are led from this yes. attempt to, to embrace this, this perfect version of, of, of themselves and who they want to be. You know, at least that's sort of part of that counter counter story of them. It's like these brilliant people that have these like extraordinarily troubled lives. And you see that all throughout history. Yeah. You see that all throughout history. Well, I mean, let's be you clear. Know. Sherlock is a cocaine addict. Yeah, I know. Right? So like, it's like he, he's got a couple of things going on that he might want to get some help. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So might want to get some, might, might want to talk to somebody about, get some professional help about. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's part of like his whole shtick is that like, like from the very beginning, like he basically gets doped up if he doesn't have anything like right. interesting yeah, to be to doing. Like on, he yeah. can't stand the idea of a, a mundane day. Right. Um, and I think that's the. How, how often do you see that? Yeah. How often do you see that? Yeah. Um, and that might be like the offset of like, if you really do think your life is, you know, a performance and you think that you're the star character. You know, how do you, how do you do downtime? How do you like take, like, what does it look like to not be on stage? Yeah. And social media is an amplifier of that too. Because I mean, all day long we see people that are killing it out there, right? Well, yeah. They're killing it and we feel like they have to keep up because everybody else is taking the spotlight and being the star of their show. I can, you know, do I have to do that too? Do I have to... Is that the right way? Is that the right way? Well, this is an interesting week to talk about that, right? Because although this week, this will come out in two weeks. Right. Um, yeah. What we experienced earlier this week was the great Facebook short yeah. uh, downage of what? October, 2021. Yeah, Twitter has never been more popular. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I kept seeing all this stuff like, what did you do while yeah, Facebook right. was down? Paul, what did you do while Facebook was down? Uh, when was that? 
That was, was it, <laughs> there's my answer right there. Was it Monday? I think it's, it's Wednesday now. So it must've been, must've been Monday. Yeah. It must've been Monday. Yeah, it was either Monday or uh, Tuesday. We, well, we texted using uh, SMS instead of yep. WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think I missed a couple of people's Facebook's birthdays. Oh, and I think that's, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, I missed their birthday. Cause Facebook was down. You know, hey, that's on Zuckerberg. That's on Zuckerberg, but it's still, it's like, hey, sorry, Mr. Birthday, but Facebook, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. um, because I, I sort of, I do this more than I should, uh, as I should myself. Uh, I do sort of rely on Mark Zuckerberg sometime to remind me when people's birthdays are. Uh, it's funny because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say that. I think, I think a lot of people do. It's funny because my sister-in-law's birthday was indeed Monday. Um, and, but I know that because she's my sister-in-law, right? So I actually sent her a Marco Polo. Mm. Um, mm. and was like, Facebook's down, but I can still wish you a happy birthday yeah, because right. I actually know and care about you and right. know where your birthday is. Right. Yeah. So I just consider that outsourcing, right? It's like, I can let Facebook remind me of these <laughs> of these birthdays. Do I have to remember everything on my own? I can. Let, but do you I feel like, like you home. need to have like perfect attendance on the people of Facebook's birthdays? I do. Interesting. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Because, I mean, who am I if I don't? I mean, that, that that tells me all kinds of things about myself if I don't. Well, does it? What does it tell you? Oh, I'm irresponsible. I'm not caring. I'm not giving. I'm callous with other people's feelings. I mean, I could go on all day hmm. on on the message that, you know, I get whispered at in my by my own head, right, if I if I miss, a, miss somebody's birthday. I would never do that. I would never miss somebody, which I've done many times, many times, you know? Yeah. And it's like, if it's the next day, it's like, oh, you know, maybe I didn't check Facebook that day. Fine. You know, it happens. And it's like, oh, well, yesterday was a birthday. Oh, hey, happy birthday. And it's fine. But it's like this after image story. It's like, oh my God, I could never, oh, if I don't get a happy birthday from me, what are they going to think? Oh my God, I'm going to. So, um, I turned off the feature so it doesn't tell me mm. that it's people's birthday because I found the onus of that, like, too heavy. Um. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, like, you're living it, so I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I just found that, like, way too heavy to keep up with. Um, and then on my birthday, like, I don't... I mean, of course I appreciate whoever of course. wishes me happy birthday. Of course. Um, but there's, like, there's one happy birthday uh, message that I get every year that I've gotten probably every year since mm. I've had Facebook. Um, and... The person who sends it, I think, gives it to everyone or at least to all his former students. Um, And so I always look for that, right? And if I don't get it, then I'm like, oh, sad face. Um, And so I think it was last year uh, he posted this particular little thing. Mm. And it's like a little birthday song. And I was like, oh, that makes my birthday. I've been waiting for this. And he responded and he was like, basically like Sherry. Have higher standards. Yeah, right, (laughs) right, right, right. So it's weird, like, the things we tell ourselves matter and the things that, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, what I really come away with more than anything else now that I kind of sat with the whole Facebook birthday thing for a little bit is, um, oh, my God, what what will they think if they don't see me wishing them happy birthday on their list of 143 people that wished them happy birthday on this day? Yeah. You know, and it's like, is that really? Surely they know other people that they're fond of that did not wish them happy birthday on that day. Right? You know, so it's it's curious what that egoic, you know, star of our own show kind of does to us. And again, it's like how wide that gap is between what we think is happening and what's what's really going on and yeah. how so much pain and suffering and stress and anxiety and struggle and angst and all of that is just comes from thinking that the bar is just way higher than it is it it's true and it's like the more that i i poke at like what's actually going on here and and how things like sort of work with a little more truth and honesty is like the bar is literally on the ground. You just have to not trip over it. <laughs> if you're walking in that direction, which you don't necessarily have to or may or may not be doing. Well, and also like, you know, it's like. So what if you do trip on it? 
Yeah, when 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 you trip, you fall over it, and you're still mm-hmm. on the other side, so yeah. it's fine. You know, it's fine. It's like yeah. you're more likely to get compassion than ridicule. Right? It's like, oh, you fell down. Are you okay? You know, which and I, and I think that's the right way to be in this earth. Is like when somebody's trying to get over the bar that you know that that they see and they do trip over it. You know, offer them a hand. Don't make yeah. fun of them. You know, and or don't don't ridicule because it's not about you. We're all doing our own little struggle here, trying to trying to star on our own show, right? you know, and, you know, blessed are those who, who do so. And because I think that's just part of what neurology has led us to do is like, it's just a neurological, how the universe sort of gets perceived, like biologically, yeah, yeah. you know, but it's like, I, I don't think you can, or I don't think I can, I should just speak for myself. I don't think I can really uh, change that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I can really see everything from everyone's else's perspective because there's so many other people that it's like, what, what could you possibly do? Right. You know, at the same time, I don't want to walk around, you know, saying, well, everybody else is more important than me and I'm going to come in last. Cause that's not really it either. Yeah. You well, know? So it, it's this, what, what's really going on here and how do I fit into it? Well, and, um, what what comes of the reminder that we're all trying to get to a standard that is far in excess of of, of what I really think you know I'm, I'm doing here right, right. The, the, the the standard is not as high as you think it is and sometimes the bar is on the floor and you and you just try not to trip over it right which we do like you said which we do yeah um so if nothing else, I can try to bring, you know, I, I can't change the movie part of my life, I think, but I think I can change the difference in the gap between the what's actually happening here and and what do I think is happening here. Well, yeah. And I was, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, maybe the goal isn't to stop thinking about your life as being a movie. Maybe part of the goal is recognizing that everyone else's is also like a movie. Yeah. And like you're saying, you can't, you can't know everything from everyone's perspective. So like, if you go about life feeling like in your world, you feel like you're the protagonist of your movie, but you have not been privileged to see the previous scene for anyone else's movie. Right. Right. Like, so you walk in. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like you walk in and your barista is, is like short with you. You don't know what the previous scene in her show was. Yeah, but to you, she's the ex. She's an extra, or he's an extra. You know, right? Um, yeah, or or is is there to be the antagonist? Right. Of the day, yeah, right? right? right, right. Um, so that's your story, but in her story, like you might be, I think we're all the villain in somebody else's. Oh, story, absolutely! Right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and so like in 100%, her story, 100%. like she might have just like found out that her her dog had cancer, got yelled at by her boss, and stubbed her toe, and then you waltz in yeah, yeah. demanding your latte, yeah. right? Who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? Yeah, and so, like, part of it maybe is the curiosity of what has this person's previous scene been like? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. What happened last season? Ooh. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how often you know, like has like completely unexpected things happen where it's like life all of a sudden goes over in this direction. It's like ooh, plot twist. Yeah, plot twist. I didn't see that one coming. Interesting. Ooh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. What's going to happen next? Yeah. You know, when I've had villains in my life, and I, I know for a fact that I'm the I, I've been the villain in 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 people's lives. Um, What's delightful is for a little while you were a villain in my life. Yeah, yeah, I was a villain in yours, and I might still be. Tune in for episode eighty-six. Keep your friends close and your villains closer. There's a horse head in my bed tonight. I'm gonna have questions. I wouldn't do that to Shauna. Yeah, or the horse. True. (laughs) Yeah, my priority. Sorry, Shauna. I'm gonna go with the horse horse. or Shauna. Shauna. Yeah. yeah, how interesting. So, um, with the you know, but I think this really does play into the. I never. Sorry, just go for a I beef. have to go say ahead. this. I never envision an actual horse head when I think of that. I always think of like the horse, like stick, like broomstick. Oh thing, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So in my mind, there was not like a actual decapitated horse. horse. Yeah. So, but also, I just wouldn't put like a random toy in 
Shauna's yeah, that's bed. Yeah, too. Because she'd be like, what the hell is what this, the hell's this Paul? You're into that? some weird shit, but yeah. this is by far the worst. <laughs> yeah, that might be how that goes. Yeah. That might be mm-hmm. how that goes. Um, so how do we, what's the practice of that look like, do you think, of giving that perspective that you don't always have to, it, it's not that you're not the, the star of your own show. That might be something that is just sort of a neurological fact of life, but it can be, uh, it can be a drama. It doesn't have to be an action movie. It can be, uh, uh you know, it, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, you don't always have to have top billing. Well, it can. There can be. Uh, it can be an all-star cast. It can be. Yes. Uh, a community play. You know mm-hmm. where we all have. There are multiple leads. There can be any number of. So it's like, how do, how does one begin to make this shift? Do you think to, you know what? The world is not waiting on me to show up for it to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it begins with. I mean, begins where everything begins, right? Pay attention, right? And I think about how often, um, like, if I watch TV with my phone in my hand, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm going to totally miss what's happening in all of those scenes, and I'm going to have questions, yeah, right? right? And I think so often we we interact with other people in our lives with our phones in our hands, right? Uh-huh. Like, like we are, we're not fully present. Like, you know, we're walking into a room on a phone or thinking about what's going to happen. Like, but like when you put all that stuff aside and you just look at the person in front of you, Mm -hmm. you know, if you put your phone down and pay attention to the, to the, to the movie unfolding before you, you're going to see things, but if you're distracted from the moment, you're going to miss it. So I think part of it is slow down and pay attention. Right. Right. What would you say? Um, I was having this chat with uh, my students in my class today. Today? Today I was having On this very day. Yeah, and what you were saying sort of reminded me of this. On this very day, um, and the question was, on on your best day, Mm. on the best day that you have, it's like you wake up, I'm hitting it all, I'm really doing great, Mm -hmm. Uh, this is going to be like an all-star, I mean, this is going to be a day that like songs are going to be sung about how awesome Mm -hmm. this day is going for me right now. How many things can I do at a time? Mm. On my best day, the answer is one. Yes. Uh, is one. Yeah. On my best days, I will do one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. On my absolute worst days, how many things can I do at a time? And it's like, I don't know, it feels like maybe three or four, but I'm not doing any of them well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing any of them well. And it's like, for my, it's like, so it's like on my best day, I can do one thing at a time and I will give my full and undivided attention to that one, one, one thing. Yeah. And then when that thing is done, I'll move on to the next. It's being fully present with the thing that's in front of you that's happening. Yeah. Right. Realizing that you're not the star of that, nor do you have to be. You're just giving your full attention to what's happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, as an observer, as everyone else is mm-hmm. as well, you know, we're all watching the movie and we're all surprised by it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the the irritation and resistance and, and uh, angst, you know, and struggle sometimes that, that we, I think I, but I think a lot of people do, mm-hmm. feel in this world <laughs> is not necessarily based on the fact that we're all trying to feel like we need to do something and it may or may not have been getting done and we're a failure for it. I, th- I think a lot of it is, oh, this is happening, but I want this, you know, I don't want them to blow up the Death Star for a third time. That's stupid. You know, it's like when, when you're watching a movie and it's, and it's like, I don't like the movie. I don't like the way this is going, right? Um, and part of the reason why it's so hard is because you really can't do anything about it because yeah. it's your movie. I think a lot of our life is the exact same way. It's like, you wouldn't believe how little choice you have in anything that happens all around you, right? And it's yeah. like, and it's like you, you, you kind of coined this phrase that you know I think you and I both use all the time now, and I recommended it to others. Oh, this is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the story of the oh, this is what we're doing? Why did you bring that up? It was like, it's it's learning this lesson that um, sometimes. By sometimes, I would actually say like all the time, but I can only speak for myself with my own level of comfort with this. Uh, things are happening. Yeah. And the quicker you, this was the airport when I got stranded at the airport conversation, right? It's yeah. like um, when things are going and they're not going the way you thought they were going to go, 
the quicker you can make that adjustment <laughs> into the, the way that things actually are, the easier it will be for everyone. The right. easiest will be for everyone. So it's like, oh, okay, well, we're doing this now. Got it. Okay, let me sh- do whatever shifting I need. I need to do. Yeah, well, and I think realizing that life, like if we're going to keep with like the performance kind of metaphor, like uh-huh. realizing that life is less like a movie, less like a play and more like improv, right? Yeah, like, totally. Like your goal is to say yes and, right? Like right. to whatever unfolds. Um, but, you know, like this idea of like, oh, so this is what we're doing. I think early in some of our collaborations, I don't think I was there yet. Mm. Paul is going to look shocked and mm. awed in this moment. Like, right. Um, I wouldn't have said like an, a year ago that I would describe myself as a flexible individual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him uncomfortably laugh. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's true, right? I neither um, confirm nor deny that statement. Yeah. You're right. just going to let me talk about me. Right, and right. I under- I appreciate that. But like, so we would make a plan and then life would happen and then I would get wigged out because we couldn't keep with the plan. Mm. And now it's not that we don't plan things, but it's so much easier to just show up and watch what unfolds. And then yeah, when right. something has to shift, like this idea of trying to keep everything just it's impossible to stay in the moment if I'm trying to act out a play. Yeah. Right. right. It's like it's right, like the right, violinist right. playing on the t- Titanic as it's going down. Right? Yeah. Like, right. You know, right. like um, sometimes you have to give up on the plot of yeah. the play and and just write a new script as you go. Yeah. It's like so. This is you know whenever I th- I think uh, for a little while about this, I always you know just kind of hit right up against philosophy one hundred and one, day three. You know, um, is there free will? Or, <laughs> or right, is everything just like predetermined and we're all just kind of, whatever, does free will exist? And, you know, the more time on the cushion I, I have, the more I come down to, I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm not sure, right? Um, it's, it's not necessarily that more time on the cushion that I have, the more I come down in the yes or no direction. It's like, yeah, that's a question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but at the end of the day, it sort of comes down to, and do I, is that a question that I need to answer? No, because, yeah. you know, the, the universe is not waiting for me to come up with an answer for it to keep going. But isn't that informative as well? Yeah. It's like, you know, some of the most surprising things that happened with people who are suffering profound grief is that the sun comes up the next day mm-hmm. and that it seems like, do these people not know what happened? How, how are these people getting on with their lives? Well, you know, how did, how didn't everything come to a screeching halt, you know, and, and as, as difficult as that situation is, and I've been in it myself and I said, right. I've said the same thing, you know, it's like, don't these people know what catastrophe has just unfolded? How could life just be going on as it always was? Because it that's going on as it always did. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. You know, as above, so below. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the sun goes up, the sun goes down. Just read Ecclesiastes, right? <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Right? There's a time to live and a time to, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's like read Ecclesiastes. That's why it's my favorite book, right? Um, it's well, like, just, just read that. It's like, just do your work. Well, but we forget, like. Shit happens. Do your work. There, participate so, so there is a time to live right like and so if you woke up this morning that means the time to live is now it's now yeah right um and sure plan t- time to plan all of that stuff but like the only time to live is like like now right like yeah. so the more i start realizing like is this like whatever it is i'm choosing to do is this the way I want to live. Is this what living looks like to me? Right now. Right yeah, now. Right what now. I'm doing right now. Um, and I catch myself in these moments where I'm like, you know, like I'm on a drive and it's a beautiful day and the windows are down and I'm listening to amazing music and I'm missing the entire drive because I'm thinking about something completely insignificant, but that for some reason mm. is on loop. And so it's so... It's so easy um, 
to ruin that moment and oh, to yeah, stop living sure. in that moment. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, and the thing is, it's like to think about like the idea of this, this being the mo- movie of my life. Like as soon as I start like crapping all over that moment, like if this, it really is the movie of my life there, we are going to cut that scene out. Yeah. That is not right. adding to the movie. Right. Right. Um, so I think it's interesting. Like, like when you think about moments of your life and how you show up to them, which moments you choose, like, yep, that's a keeper. I really showed yeah, up for that right. one. And ooh, 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 we're going to need another take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah looking, did anybody see that? Did anybody see what just, you know, you see that? I'm just going to give that one another go, you know, just right. give it another go. And, um, you know, thankfully, a lot of times when we do that, you look around, ooh, that didn't go well. I'm going to look around and see if I want to do a retake on that. Did anybody see that? Usually not. Yeah. You know, usually not. It's like people are worrying about their own future story, you know, mm-hmm. more. So, and that's why it's like when when somebody is like really upset about this person, really stewing on this thing, and it's like really, oh, I can't believe they did that, blah, blah, blah. It's like I guarantee you. They are not thinking about you right now. Yep. You know, I guarantee you, they're yeah. not thinking about you nearly as much as you're thinking about them. Get back to your own life. Yep. Yeah. You know, get back to your own, get get back to your own life. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, on Monday, I had this text exchange with a good friend of mine. And during the course of this conversation, we both said something that was true for each of us. That's kind of like a weird thing about ourselves. Mm. Right. And so after that text exchange, I spent a lot of time thinking, ooh, I can't believe I told her that. I can't Mm. believe I told, ooh, I told her that thing. Oh, my goodness. And then I saw her the next day, and she's like, I've been so upset. I just can't believe I told you this other thing. Right. Right? Right, And so both of those things happened, like, in the same moment, and we had the same reaction. But the reaction wasn't like, oh, my goodness, the other person shared this weird thing. It was all like... I'm the weird one here. No, you're fine. Let's talk about my horrible, crippling, terrible thing that I've disclosed. Um, Whereas like her thing, like didn't even ripple on my radar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Um, Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was thinking about this other thing that happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly, it's exactly (laughs) that. Yeah. It's exactly that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so I don't know, you know, I, I kind of do, I, 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 I'm starting to suspect, I don't know, um, this might be because I, you know, I told you about this. I read the, the Bhagavad Gita, right? This mm-hmm. I finally made it through it because it felt like it was the right time. It's like, you know, has there been a script written? Maybe, but I don't have no idea what it is. So, you know, it just, it, I, I think this this feeling that we have to we have to make our own future and we have to go get him and we have to be a go getter and get up and get to work and earn all of this stuff and and do all the stuff that hinges on our success in doing so is one of the greatest recipes for catastrophe disaster depression anxiety that you could ever possibly have every time that i've given up on that i've noticed that things keep happening anyway yeah you know and how how many times does that have to happen till we learn this lesson? Yeah, that I don't need to keep trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. If I actually try to do nothing, the exact same thing still happen. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. So, like, or something, that, or something that seems like it could have been the thing that was going to happen. <laughs> something always something happens. always happens. Yeah, you know, it's like, is it really hinging on me? Because I'm starting to think that it's not. So what if it's your job to act, not to figure out what kind of play it is? Yeah, I just I just say that it's like it's in, with my, my students in lab, it's like you're here to participate. Yeah. You don't need to think about it. You don't need to have an opinion. You don't need to narrate. You're here to get that pipette, put one milliliter of that solution into that test tube. Do that. Just do that. Yeah. Turn your brain off. Is that's fine. Yeah. Right. And you know what? So um, the pipette, something happened. Uh, you didn't quite get one milliliter. So you didn't get your measurements right. Who cares? So get a pipette and give it another shot. It's like, right. this isn't, there's no judgment that we need to do. There's not, you know, I mean, the script clearly read the first attempt at measuring out the one milliliter was not successful. So the student cheerfully and gladly saw this as a learning moment and 
measure it again. You know, it's like, what if, what's wrong with that script? It's like, right. if you saw the movie of a student trying to figure out how to use a pipette, um, you'd be proud of them. So why do you poop on yourself yeah. when, you, when you're the, when you're the student? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something, I, I love this line of you're here to participate. Yeah. Well, and so the other day, um, I crashed your lab as I have yeah, yeah, yeah. been doing lately. I guess I need better hobbies. I like to hang <laughs> out in your lab. Um, it's a safe place. It is a safe place. But I was enjoying watching you set up an experiment in part because, like, the, how do I phrase this? Like, so you knew exactly what needed to go down, right? Um, you were going to... Uh, you had these eggs. You were going to have the students do different things to yeah, them. Yeah, do different knew, things to them. You knew what the four different options were. You knew all the parts and the pieces that you needed to get there. Um, but, like, what I enjoyed about it is you didn't perfectly arrange everything before you started. Because that's not how life works, right? No. So it's just like a lot of the conversation was like, oh, I think I should do this. Do you think I should do this? And, like, understanding that, like... The science isn't just doing the thing that's been carefully laid out on the right. lab table in front of you. Right. It's figuring out how do you participate in life as it unfolds, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you don't have enough wave boats. Oh, I'm going to go find I'm some of find those. Some. Like, oh, I need a pipette. Like, where do yeah, you think I, I can cool. find that? How Am I much- a failure because we didn't have enough wave boats in the room? No. No. <laughs> right? And, but, you know, there's there, there are conversations that I would have with students where they would be like, if that had happened to them, right, they would have been so embarrassed. Yeah. Like, can you believe I forgot to get four weigh boats? Mm. I knew how many things I was going to have to weigh. Mm-hmm. But, like, who cares? Yeah, you knew where they were. You solved the problem. You kept cooking. Yeah, right? you get cooking. Like, yeah. how many drops of uh, food coloring Food coloring, yeah. Did you need, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, well, then you open it up and it, it doesn't really drop well. Like, oh, goodness, what are we going to do? Good thing we have pipettes, right? Like, yeah. It's it's a lovely exercise. This is not just like Sherry wants to complicate compliment Paul on his teaching, but it's a lovely you're exercise good, you're and good. just <laughs> he's like, No, I'm here for this. You're right, you're right. But it's 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 just like a reminder of like that's what we do. We we just participate and we watch it as it unfolds. Yeah. And you say this is how this is gonna go. Yeah. Um I, I feel like with the that lab that I'm doing this semester, everything that's that's happening in there is just the obvious next thing that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And it's surprising to me, and I don't know if this is because of the lessons learned over the pandemic and Zoom classes and now that we're doing lab in person again, I'm enacting some stuff. I ditched the lab manual. Mm-hmm. Um, because what came very clear to me over the last year and a half of thinking about it, sleeping on it, and kind of getting my head around the in-person experience of lab, mm-hmm. is that when there's a lab manual present in lab, the objective is to get to the end of the chapter in the lab manual. Yeah. There's no thinking. Yeah, it's like we, we're going to rush to get to the get through the lab, and then we're going to try to get out of here. And um, that was always the the thing that I noticed is like students are really trying to rush through stuff so they can get to page 47 because once they're done and get stuff turned in, then then they're free to go. Um, in in lab this semester, we don't have a manual. We, we all participate. We all make sure that everybody is done and ready to go. And we all leave together. Mm-hmm. No one leaves until everyone leaves. Perfect. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like because there's not a lab manual, there's just loose guidelines, objectives. And how do I use this piece of equipment? Yeah. Um, it's like everybody hangs out. Everybody supports each other. It's not about following directions. Right. Right? Because when, when it comes about following directions, you can do it right and you can do it wrong. When it's about how do I turn this egg blue, it's like, well, let's figure that out. Mm-hmm. Let's figure that out. Right? So it's like the best thing that I did in the lab, I think, in my career was not having a manual. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to do one simple experiment. We're just going to pay attention to that. We're going to figure it out. We're going to, we're not going to read some instructions. And that causes a lot of people a lot of angst. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a student right now in in this class that I'm teaching that I taught today. And um, serious anxiety about not having clear instructions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Real anxiety about not having clear instructions and it it learning to just just participate and see what happens. Yeah, 
is a really hard transition for some folks to make mm-hmm. who have been steeped in an alternative of having to do it right and get rewarding and punished for doing it what somebody thinks is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes I think people have been told, they've been told that they can only learn if they have that apparatus, that structure, yeah. right? Um, but if the learning environment is a safe and inclusive one, then people who need different things in terms of that kind of support, they can get it other ways. Yeah, right? yeah they can. And so, you know, I mean, one of the habits of mind we talk about is flexibility, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so ditching the manual is like ditching the script. Yeah. But in the end, like, the students can trust that eventually you're all going to get to the same place. Right, right. I'm not impressed by somebody's ability to read the directions. I mean, if if you want to be rewarded for reading directions, go to Safeway and buy a cake, a box of a box. <laughs> and it's like, they'll give you directions, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, go ahead and follow them and make a lovely cake. Perfect. You know, it's like your reward is cake. I mean, it's, it's, it's foolproof. Right. It's foolproof. You know, the instructions on how to change our view of the universe or, or learn something or figure something out in a science lab, like where we try to do things with our hands and, and understand simple concepts. It's like, I don't think that comes down to a set of directions. Yeah. I think it comes down to, you know, participate in the experience you're having presently. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, this is what we're trying to do. This is what we want to sort of, this is the direction we sort of want to go in. Let's work together and see what happens. And what what happens is osmosis gets understood. The pipette stuff gets measured appropriately. Mm-hmm. We get our reaction series. They learn how to they learned how to use microscopes faster than any group I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Proficiently. Mm-hmm. They can look at somebody using a microscope and tell them whether or not they're gonna see what they're supposed to see. Mm. Just now without even looking through the lenses. Yeah. And it's like they did that by not having a lab manual in front of them. They're they're just like, you know what? Here's this thing. Here's the slide. I'm gonna I'm gonna sort this out, right? Mm-hmm. So I give them a diagram with labeled parts on it, and it's like, figure out what these things do. Check yeah. it out. Focus on this thing. Let me know when you're ready for me to look. Perfect. You know you don't need a 14 point instruction manual for that. Experiential learning, yeah. my friend. Get yeah. in it. Get in it. Yeah, I mean it's it's so interesting the things that can get in the way of learning if we let them. Yeah. And they're well-intended things. Um, I know I had a conversation with a book rep the other day, and part of what I was saying was, I'm sorry, but I can't use a textbook. Right. Because when I use a textbook, I focus on it and forget my students. Yeah, yeah. it becomes about the textbook. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, within within my class, my class modules, I stopped this required waiting it's like resources that speak to the topics of this week go wherever you want there's the chapter linked um ebook free uh-huh. um some Khan academy in there a couple of articles maybe a video on youtube or something it's like look who am i to tell you yeah what resources work best for you participate in your own experience and you too We'll have an unbelievable life. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the un, that's part of the unbelievable parts. Of, there's a shameless plug. Yeah. Um, uh, that's part of the unbelievable part of it, you know, because when when people see that the title of Timol, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people sometimes think that it's like, oh, you got it all figured out. It's all great and sunny and roses. It's like, oh no, I no. just don't know what's going to happen next. You know, that's the unbelievable part. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, did you see what just happened? That's crazy, unbelievable. Like it's. It's awe and wonder and, and sh- being shocked at, at the crazy things. And, you know, I've lived on this earth long enough, and you may have too, where enough ridiculous, crazy, unexpected things have happened that you just sort of quit trying. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, it's weird stuff's just going to happen. So so let's just go with it. So that's what we're doing now. Awesome. <laughs> that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's true. That's pretty unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. How did a I biologist pre- and an English professor? Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, five years ago, hey, Sherry, there's going to be a pandemic in a couple of years. Everything's going to shut down in a year and a half, and you're going to launch a podcast. With Paul Fitzgerald? Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's no way. There's, there's no, no way. way. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's unimaginable. And it's like, it's, I think people do a worse job of predicting what's going to happen in their own life than I think it actually is worse than predicting the weather. It's well, like with weather, you're good within about three days. With your own life, it's like you got like 
five minutes of reasonable accuracy at best, you know? And it's like... Well, and I think part of the problem... I'm not even going to try. Is to... <laughs> is sticking with the story you tell about yourself, right? Like Because what you just said there, like... um, One of the things that, like, I historically have hated the most in the world is putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yet, here we are. And yet here we are and we do it and it is my, like now it's my favorite thing to do every yeah. week. Yeah, and yeah. now I'm like, how can we do it more? Yeah. Should we have a TikTok poll? <laughs> like, I mean. The answer is yes. It's yeah. absurd. But um, even, um, I, th- I think uh, my friend Aaron Bond, who used to work here, like he would try to get me to do things that would just require me like to be on camera or to record myself or to just loosen up a little bit and it was like nope i'm too busy trying to be perfect right right. um but god i had like no fun and a lot of stress yeah it's so much easier like just throw out the script yeah it's like and even if that script is a self-definition like yeah 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 like i was so married to this idea that I was the sidekick. Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. can't star in this role, and it sure as hell can't be a musical because I can't sing. Right. I'm fine with it being a musical. Maybe it's a musical. Team old recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for season eight. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, music recorded by Paul and Paul Vigil, yeah. That's great. That's great. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so... I don't know. I I try not even to. I mean, it's it's good philosophy. It's like, is there free will? Is everything just predetermined? Is there a script? Is there not a script? Is this improv or is it? It's like I don't know. I have suspicions uh, on 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 which way it might be, but uh, I'm having a pizza tonight for dinner, so yeah. I'd rather. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I got other things to worry about, you know, than than big existential sort of stuff. Which, that's they're interesting, but. They don't always lead us to a life well lived, you know. It's true. I mean, I think the question becomes like, do you have to know which one it is to enjoy the journey? No. Because you still don't know what's going to happen next. No. Regardless of whether you're engineering it or someone else is engineering it or pre who cares? You still get to find out what happens next. Yeah, I fundamentally don't understand uh, like fortune tellers. It's like in five years you will be blah 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 blah. It's like, why would you want to know, right? It's like even if it's good, it's like let the surprises and the unbelievability of all of this, yeah, be what they are. Like, and you'll find out soon enough. So yeah. it's fine. It's right? fine. Uh, yeah, it unfolds. It's um, fine. Yeah, I mean the thrill is in the finding out, maybe. If we just, just pay attention, yes, participate and pay attention. And it's like if you do that, you're gonna, you will experience uh, every nuance of the totality of the possibility of the human experience. Yeah. From the, uh, as Homer Simpson says, from the dizzying highs to the terrible lows to the creamy centers, right? <laughs> you'll get it all, right? Um, the full donut. Yeah, the full donut and good news. Nothing lasts. It'll be good again. Good news, nothing lasts, right? It's great now. It'll be terrible again. It's fine. We all know how this is going to end. So uh, it's uh, nobody gets out alive, right? Um, So uh, might as well just kind of hang out and participate and see what happens. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, whatever it is, I absolutely, this is a Paul Fitzgerald, Sherry Spiegel promise. I'm promising on behalf of you. Oh, I'm excited. Whatever happens, pay attention and you will find it absolutely unbelievable. I'll sign on for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, it's like totally. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years would you have predicted what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. right? And what do I know about it? Nothing. But it's like every day has been unbelievable so far. So I love one of my favorite things about like one of our patterns now is I think like half the times we see each other, we start with like, I have a story to tell you. And yeah, you're not, you're not going to believe, believe it. what happened. <laughs> you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe what just happened. So, you know. Follow us. Follow us. You won't believe yep. what's going to happen next. Yeah, you won't believe it. You know, you will not. I guarantee it. And neither will we. And neither will we. And it's fine. Yeah. yeah we will participate. And mm-hmm. we hope you do too. So um, if you're looking for ways to participate in your own life a little more fully, if you're Harry's looking at me like I'm going somewhere with this, I am not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want the answers to all of this, I don't know what to say. Pay attention. Right. Um, Pay attention. Participate. Not, yeah. Um, it always stops for me with just, whoa, just hang on. 
stop, pause, whoa, whoa, whoa. reestablish ourselves and what's happening right now and just do that and let that be okay and let that be enough because it'll change. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Get more. What else do you got? Cool. The answer is nothing. Mm-hmm. Cool. On with the journey. There it is. Cool. There it is. Awesome. Cool. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Sherry, a pleasure as always. As always. Indeed. Awesome. It's always fun to see where this goes. Yeah, it is always fun to see where this goes. And if you want to hear some musings, uh, you can still sign up for the newsletter. Yes, indeed. If you want to want to take a shot at that. So we're getting a newsletter for October in prep. Oh, it's probably already out by now. we got to be honest. So we're getting, we will be getting newsletter for November in prep. So... <laughs> Newsletters will be written. There's a newsletter. Just sign up. All right. Yeah, do that. Do that. If you're digging the the thought of that, go ahead and sign up and we'll see everybody soon. Cool. Peace out, everybody. Happy October. Bye-bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a Paul podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast. Yes. 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 Cool.